1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: The Late
3: Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Johanna and, and Cabin. Order your new 221
1: Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance.
2: Visit blackstonemotors.ie you're very welcome too oh I'm gonna get me our levels right there now that's a little bit better, and I can hear myself too. Welcome to late lunch this Wednesday afternoon midweek already isn't it fantastic? I was just listening to that ad there before we came on uh for zip Hector talking about the zip firelighters and it's something actually it's obviously telepathy or something i'm go- I was going to talk about it a little bit later on on the show today because we have an open fire that we don't really light like. Around Christmas and New Year, always, and maybe if it got a bit cold in that, it's just in one room. It was a back boiler. We disconnected it because it was conflicting with the heating system in the house. And it's lovely. And I love a fire. But you know what I was thinking? And I, many's a fire I cleaned out and set in my time growing up as a young fella and many moons ago in our first home and that as well. There is something really therapeutic about cleaning out... Setting the fire with the papers, the little kindling sticks, the smokeless coal on top of it And it lighting up and away she goes and doing the same thing the next day I find it very therapeutic, I don't know about you but it just brings me back as well And it's something I got great satisfaction and joy from A simple little thing maybe, but they're my thoughts, I'll come back to it in a little while What about the setting of the fire? Some people looking at it as dirty and maybe a bit of a nuisance and that Not me, I think it's lovely And you can't beat an open fire can you? You just can't Who's for the fires? The open fires. 086-1800-658. That's the number you need. 086-1800-658. Text or WhatsApp me to the show. Or you can call in on 41 three two thousand standing by patiently she's a good friend of ours on late lunch at this stage and she's one of the most inspiring and upbeat people you'll ever listen to on any radio station in the country and she's a great bit of stuff really because you know i know many of you are starting out in dry january well sue masterson kicked the hooch many moons ago and doesn't regret it for a moment sue
4: not in the slightest. Day nine hundred <laughs> and seventy. Alcohol free today.
2: And here Here I was gonna ask you, do you have targets or milestones? Nine hundred nine hundred and seventy. I checked
4: this morning. So I'll be I think it's a thousand days on um February fourth as far as I'm aware, if my maths are correct. Oh. So yeah. So it's
2: brilliant. Isn't I believe it. That's something else. Now, just remind listeners. I know we're on here because I, I wanted to talk to you today to encourage those who've decided from the first of January to give it a go to leave the alcohol aside. You didn't actually start in January, or did you?
4: No, I started on the eleventh of May, twenty nineteen. And and That's can we, can sorry. you
2: can I just ask you to remind listeners again? Why did you? Why did you t- just do it that day?
4: Yeah, I noticed um, that I was drinking, I started to drink a bit more. I was drinking a bottle of wine on a Friday night, a bottle of wine on a Saturday night, and then I started to drink a bottle of wine midweek. So that would kind of go over, the third bottle would do kind of two nights, and I was just like, oh no, that's four nights out of seven, that's not good for me. Like, do you know, especially when you're sitting in the mm. house, you know that way? So mm. I just felt it was a bit of a, to me, other people were saying, that's not much to at all. And other, then others are like, God, that's a lot. To me, it was a loss. And I felt as if it was becoming a habit. So I was like, I want to break this habit. So all I did was I signed up to uh, One Year No Beer. It's a a site on Facebook. And there's like over 20,000 people in the group now or something. And I only was going to give it up for 28 days. Do you know, I said, I look, I'll give this up for 28 days, see how I get on. And then I just kept with it. The benefits are just totally, uh, the benefits are huge with giving up alcohol.
2: Well, we're going to come on to those in a minute. There's a few things I want to ask you. So you just went cold turkey and, yes. you know, you mentioned there the number of days, 970. Did you, you know, after the 28 days say, I'll go another month, I'll try to go six months, I'll try to do that year now? What way did you approach
4: yeah, it? Yeah, so with the group, they, you do 28 days, then you go up to 90 days and then 365 so um, I went up to 90 days then and then just kept going. Then I said, once I got to 90 days, I said, I'll do 365 and then sure luck, Like, my life had changed so much in that year that I was just like, I'm just going to keep this going now.
2: So you yeah. just said, that's it, cold turkey. Were the, was there any time, honestly, tell me, in the early days or beyond or since or recently, that you might just be tempted to take a little tipple?
4: There was one day, and it was myself and I met a good friend of mine, Jenny, in the group. And the two of us, and we were around the same, I started the day before her. And it was around, I looked back and it was around, I thought it was in the kind of day 60 or so, but it was actually around day 45, 46, where both of us felt, God, I'd, I'd love a glass of wine, but never gave in. Because if you're really thinking of... Giving it up, and you're being serious about giving it up for longer than uh, January. Even, I'm, I totally would say get an accountability partner. Because if it wasn't for each other, we may not. I may not still be alcohol free if I didn't have somebody else to be accountable to.
2: That's very important and very yeah. good advice, and 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 one that you, if you're on this journey. Yeah, perhaps you could pair up with somebody and you have that fallback and support you know as well I mentioned this to you before you've been at events like like the rest of us not much the last couple of years don't get us started on that one but before this when you started you know you have events to go to uh, different things to be at where alcohol is freely available and you know yourself do you get this if you're not taking a drink did, did people question you?
4: oh, sure, people have me written off as an alcoholic. <laughs> it's really funny. People do. They go, did you have the first thing? They will go, why you, Why did you give up? And then followed by, did you have a problem? Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's yeah. yeah but um, lots of people would ask me why. And the funny thing is, a lot of people would sneer at me for giving up the alcohol. Right. And mm. this is really interesting. And the people who sneer at me, I know for a fact are the ones that should be giving it up more so than, than I should have been.
2: You know that way. It's so interesting. Yeah, and, and and when you go out now, um, is is it a soft drink? Is it water? Do you do you dabble in any? You no, know, there's a huge range of non-alcoholic drinks now.
4: Yeah, I don't bother with them anymore. At the beginning, I did for the first number. I'd say for the first six months, I did, but now I go out and I guess my very posh. My, I get my tonic water with a dash of lime, but I ask for it to be in the gin glass, look fancy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're like my granddaughter; she has to get the wine glass with the sprite, and it's our little champagne. She says, oh, "You I know love what I mean." It. I love it. <laughs> Anyways, you you said just earlier there, uh, the benefits are immense. For example, please
4: oh my God, my energy levels you get seven days a week a week back you're up you get you start to get up um, i I get up early now, and um, I'm exercising more, my mental health has improved so much, my skin has improved so much, and um, just overall my well being it's just incredible um and it's just like. I joined other groups, like I'm in mean, a hiking group. Do you know that way? There's other yeah. stuff that I'd never be able to do that if I was drinking my bottle of wine on a Friday or Saturday night. Well, if I did, I'd, I'd be in the heap. I wouldn't enjoy it, like, do you know.
2: Yeah. But you, you lose, don't you? That is very true, because I kick it from time to time as well, especially in the springtime of the year. And I can concur with everything you say there. You know, you're in recovery, aren't you, really, for a day or more afterwards?
4: Oh yeah, I wouldn't and people say to me still, like, will you have a will you have a drink? And I was just like, No, I just the thoughts of hangovers I get. I used to get so depressed with hangovers, Jerry, oh my god. I'd like I said before, my both my parents had passed away and I'd I'd be missing them and the do you know what with hangovers as well? The self talk, what I used to t- say to myself. I wouldn't even dare say to any of my friends or any an enemy. Do you know the way I beat myself up so much and that is the one of the biggest things that uh, like I don't miss that. Do you know yes. what I mean? I'm trying to.
2: You yeah. know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No. No. I, yeah. I hear, and we all hear what you what you're saying. You're not anti-drink.
4: Not at all. No, not in the slightest. Did, like I'll go out. I'm the driver. I'll go out and sure. When I'm even out, people got, like I have this trick that I do in bars, and I get a, like I take a pint from somebody, and I can turn it around, and I won't spill a bit. Everybody goes back thinking I'm going to pour the pint over them, but I don't. It's a trick I do, and I do that when I'm sober. But these guys come up thinking I'm drunk and on. Can I get you a drink? And I was like, if I drink any more sparkling water tonight, I'm going to burst. And they're like, you're sober. <laughs> I was
5: like, yeah, I am.
2: <laughs> what do you, What do you make of you know that alcohol is a problem, and 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 if it becomes a problem for an individual or a family, you know yourself, it's horrendous. Oh, your God, it's yes. horrendous for people. What do you think of you know in a general sense? You know that this. Uh, unit alcohol pricing has come in in recent days in Ireland where it's shot up the price of drink. You know yourself, you'd remember the time when you you, you couldn't get alcohol as freely as you can now in every corner shop, little store, wherever you go to. You know yourself, it's there prominently as well. Have you a view on that? Do you think the the pricing, number one, will it make any difference, do you think?
4: I don't think it'll make a difference. Mm. Unless to those people who are like... like who are uh, like what am I trying to say then what way will I say this there are people who are on less money than others do you know that way and if they wanted people and may not be able to afford it now that would be kind of sad in that sense. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But I, um, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. I was looking into it there yesterday because a colleague of mine said, because anything to do with alcohol, everybody tagged me in and messaged me about mm. it. It's really funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like some of the prices have gone up just ridiculous. Mm. You know, uh, like the crates of beer and stuff. It was just crazy. Um. But I think... I. I don't think it's a bad thing either. Be, like, I don't know what my opinion is on it because I can see it from both sides. Yes, yes, yes.
0: You know what I mean? Uh, yes, uh,
4: yep. I, I like to see things like, quite open-minded so I can see it from both perspectives. Um, mm. But I don't think I don't think it's going to help an awful lot because I can envisage everybody getting in their cars and driving up north now for their alcohol for the month. The, the,
2: you know, the, yes, you know, there there are ways and means and people will find them as well. But doesn't it come back to... You see, you speaking to me today... This is an education really for people and I come back to education and, you know, there are horrendous scenes where drink has been involved in violence, in fighting, in death in the long run, in destruction of homes and families. Would we not be better trying to educate youngsters from from a young enough age to say to them, look, it's there, it can be enjoyed and it should be enjoyed and I'm all for it in moderation too, but pointing out, you know, the downside.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great idea. Mm, absolutely, because yeah. like, my son, my youngest, is going to be 18 now in a couple of weeks. And uh, now he had a couple of drinks over Christmas time because he's nearly 18. Do you know that way with his brother? Yes. Um, and that's fine, but he know like, I'd be like, he can have a can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But mm. but I'd rather him do it here than go off somewhere else and drink more yes. and be sick or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I think, uh, like, I think educating the youngsters would that would be a huge benefit I think
2: what do the boys think of Mammy
4: Uh, they can't my youngest when I first started it he was like you won't even last a week (laughs) (laughs) he said to me and then but yeah they're both yeah they're they're both (laughs) impressed I know they are now because my eldest is 21 like and he um, he'll go out drinking and he'll be hung over when I ring him and when I hear him like that I do, I'm like oh I don't miss that at all but um, yeah they're, they go off and they tell their friends and their friends' parents about me and they know what day I'm on and everything <laughs> the two of yes. them do like so um, yeah I think they're quite uh, they're proud of me as well as, as much as I'm proud sure. of myself
2: Sure uh, let me say this <laughs> I'm sure they're delighted they didn't bet a euro a day with you? <laughs> yeah imagine?
4: could you imagine I'd be loaded <laughs> I'd be, it's so funny because I used to get Aaron my. The youngest, youngest lad, I go, will you uh, get me the wine from the fridge? I used to always have any time he come into the room, will you get me the wine from the fridge? Do you know what I mean? Yes. And now he's like, oh, at least I don't have to do that anymore.
2: <laughs> mm, yeah, isn't it? It's all good. There, there's no downside to this, is there?
4: No, not in the slightest. Oh, I'd encourage anybody, even like to, for dry January, January, even the twenty-eight days, I'd encourage everybody to do it. Like a number of my friends have done it. And I say, take a picture on day one and then take a picture on day twenty-eight. And document how you're feeling on day one. Write it down somewhere. Even note on your phone. Nobody else has to see it. And then document how you feel on day 28. And I'm telling you, the difference in just 28 days will be huge. And people notice it because I'm always like, take a photo day one, day 28. So I laugh and you'll always see me, Jerry, with my before and after pictures. I love them. Because <laughs> you know, it just keeps you on the right track.
2: Yeah, and it's another good help to do that as well. And, and, and to allow you to understand as well you know, the change that is happening and and a substantial change. Tell me about your word for 2022, unstoppable.
5: Unstoppable.
4: Isn't that a great word? It is. Very excited. (laughs) I'm really, really excited about 2022. I get this... I get this good feeling, and um, I got a, got so excited. and I got this good feeling. I get, got butterflies thinking of 2022, and that when I get that, that's always a sign that it's something that's—it's going to be good. I have my goals set out. I'm really, really excited, and it's uh, starting off so well already, which is great. So long may it continue.
2: And you had a lovely Christmas, I see. Uh, apart from you had a bereavement, I know, hadn't you, in the UK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. my uncle's so I've,
4: yeah. uh, uh, Thanks so much. Um, I've, well, we're flying over now on Friday, so I've yes. actually restricted my movements all Christmas. I did see my two boys, uh, like obviously my youngest lives, and my eldest lives in Kildare, so I saw him for a couple of days, but I totally restricted my movements. I've been living as if I'm a close contact, because yes. I don't want to get sick, I don't want to miss his funeral. I'm actually, in 2019, I saw him in hospital, and I wrote a poem after seeing him because he, he used to be such a big, strong rugby player and then to see him in the bed the way he was um, it made me write, like, I'd, I'd write poetry from, uh, from time to time and he inspired me to write a poem about Live Your Life so i would be reciting that on Saturday so I'm actually looking forward to doing that and giving him a good send-off
2: Ah, uh, yes, very nice indeed and I hope all goes well for you there, Sue The other Thanks thing anyone. is, um, you've undertaken this is it walk every day for the year in, now, and yeah. are you in a group or is this on your own?
4: I'm in a group. Actually, that's what I was meant to mention. Derek Cullen. He was interviewed there before. I don't think it was yourself who interviewed us. Derek Cullen outdoors. Um, he's such an inspirational guy and um, he's he's cycled across the world and I can't even think he, I think he was chatting to somebody not on your show another yeah, show on yeah. LMFM and he was chatting to whoever was from Botswana <laughs> so, okay. where he was on a bike and travelling so he set up he had a, set up a group for Walk Every Day in November and yes. then it got extended to November and now we have a little group now there's, I, there's only a few of us in, a, in this group now for Walk Every Day in 2022 so yes um, um, somebody does a video each morning, and then we put up our photos of our walks. Then it just keeps us accountable again, like you know. So yeah, twenty day five is already done and dusted. So um, good yeah. on you, good on you. We yeah, did
2: yeah. actually, we did talk to Derek ourselves. Yeah, Derek is. Uh, wasn't yeah, yeah 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 was, yeah, we, yeah yeah. I wasn't I, sure. I remember speaking to him, so I did. But here, so hail, rain, or shine, you're doing this.
4: Oh, absolutely. No better woman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're fantastic. I can just feel the energy, and 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 you're saying to me, if we go back BC nine hundred and seventy days, BS before Sue nine seventy, <laughs> I wouldn't have got this feeling. No, or, or this energy wouldn't be there.
4: No, so like I'd have a certain amount of energy, but not not to the amount I have now. My like just thought of of everything. Like I'm just so positive now, it's just, I've always been a positive person, but like I'm more, more, do you know what it is? I'm more positive, but I'm also more confident, and that's like, you can't put money on that, like, you know what I mean?
2: Not a dollar, as they say. Look, before we go, I have one little word of warning or caution to you. Oh, God. (laughs) You see that? You see that elf on the shelf?
5: Jerry
4: we won't mention his name will we not
0: <laughs> mum's
2: the word
4: did he keep you entertained
2: absolutely <laughs> it was unmissable every day N- not for under 18s let me uh, say no, absolutely but over not over 18s for sure absolutely anyway. not
4: there was some there was some I didn't post on though that's a bit too
2: far like <laughs> anyway put him away safe for another year he'll be back I know he'll be back absolutely he will anyway 970 we'll talk to you on the thousand is that OK to say All hello right, and mark absolutely. that day with you? Is that Thanks good? so much, Jerry. Mind Happy yourself. Happy New Year. Take care, you you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That's Sue Masterson there. Wouldn't she just lift your heart? Wouldn't she lift your spirits, that woman? And, you know, if you're setting out, if you've stopped the alcohol, if you're going on dry January, listen to that woman there and the words she had to say. Now, I want to tell you one thing. I never took a drink till I was 25. Believe it or not, as Ripley would say. But I didn't. I... I took a pledge. I did. I took a pledge. I got a pin with me confirmation. I got a pin with me confirmation, and I put it on Louise. Did you ever see the little badge you got for the being a pioneer I at did. your confirmation? I and
6: Daddy are both pioneers, both all their lives, all their lives. Yeah, and Daddy owned a pub. <laughs> There you go. Probably the only publican to ever make money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, the is had mined mice for a crossroads. There's no doubt about that. No money card. Isn't that something else mm. about your dad and but, your mum? But huh? actually, you don't really hear about people and no. the pins anymore, do you? No. No, the pioneer any pioneers, pin. pioneers, yeah. Does, does, does anyone There must still, be loads out there still. Anyone out there with a pioneer pin are still members of the total abstinence movement. 25, I left the the, the pioneering life... And I've enjoyed why a drink
4: 25 can you remember why you decided I
2: think oh. I had my first child <laughs> <laughs> sorry Jared no no it's <laughs> nothing to do with that so I don't know why look it just happened uh anyway and I, I'll tell you one thing I've I've enjoyed a drink in my life I've never really abused it look I've had a few moments I can remember that weren't good but on the whole and you know yourself I can <coughs> just to switch it off like that. If I don't want it, that's the thing about it. And I'm not anti and I think it adds so much. But there's a lot of it, there's huge downsides to it as well. And that has to be always said that when it gets out of control, it's shocking, it really is. But look, good luck to everybody who's doing dry January and beyond. Well done to you. If you are, maybe let us know. At the Pioneer Pins. Or let
6: us know how you're getting on with it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. At the Pioneer Pins. I'm thinking about those pins. Anyone with a pin out there and a pioneer a long time, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Good on you, Claire. Hi Jerry. Yes, you can't be in an open fire. I love it. I have oil, but when you turn off the oil, the house goes cold quickly. A fire holds the heat for ages in a room. That's from Claire and County Mead this afternoon. Afternoon, lovely to hear from you. Happy New Year to you, Louise. Have have you an open fire?
6: I have a stove in Sydney.
2: Yeah, okay. And and do you what do you use to light it up? How do you get <laughs> it going?
6: You see, you have a, a you know a technique. I just use a fire log, <laughs> throw it in, light, it, and then throw
0: the sticks well, and don't worry about it.
2: Well, I can tell you that I, I come back to this again. I love lighting a fire. So say you clean it out, right, and you yeah. have your grate. I roll the papers, get the papers, newspapers, and okay. roll them two big sheets into a ball and about six balls, you know, to fill the space. Right. Then I get twigs or li- little small sticks, generally twigs that I've pruned from the trees that have dried out for over a year, put them down. Then some coals on the top and I just light it and whoop, away she goes. She lights every time. Now, if you're a bit worried, listen to Hector and listen to Louise. You could put, <laughs> put a little zip fire lighter <laughs> among the little people. sticks. Take do you know what easy. I mean? Yeah. yeah, that would ensure... And-
5: Doing it that way, it lights every time.
2: I really l- every time, every time she lights. Or, or, or. <laughs>
5: and you use matches, I presume. You
0: don't rub the sticks together. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: give me a, give me a bit of credit, really. I one of those things you flick. You know, with a long nozzle on it, a light comes on it. They're a oh, very yeah. handy thing, so mm. they are. But years ago, when the fire wouldn't light, I remember my dad, my father, Brendan. What a man he always A brilliant man. I <laughs> have great stories about him he burned everything there was never, <laughs> we had our own incinerator in the North Road when it was never heard of in the world anyway he was great at lighting the fire but if it ever went down a bit or it didn't light what would he do he'd get a sheet of newspaper yes, at sure. the front of the fire and create a draft Okay. Do you understand? Block yeah, yeah. the front of it, let it, and brrr, up she'd go again. Jesus, many a time I saw the paper catching fire <laughs> <laughs> and him flying, <laughs> trying to get the paper into the grate before he'd burn the house down or burn himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that'll get the fire going again if you put the sheet of paper across the front of it. For sure. Mm. But There is uh, nothing, especially now in, in these cold uh, nights, there's nothing Louise, like a fire. I've, I've had it lit all over the Christmas and New Year, not Even just in how yeah a little it? small fire I had it just had a little glow there as I was watching the darts boom 180 I watched every game nearly in the darts over the holidays and it was great to have the little fire lit and it's just there's something homely or warm about it isn't it there? there really yeah. is but I say it again it's a real therapy to clean out arrange and get your fire ready for lighting that evening and just come in give her the little touch and away she goes. I know, I know a friend
6: of mine and she hadn't got a fire. She just had an electric fire in her house. Yes. And she used to actually go round all our friends' houses that had a fire just to <laughs> clean out the fire and just <laughs> set a fire. She found it really therapeutic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God there almighty people like that there. <laughs> <laughs> There's loads coming to us Jerry. I love my open fire We have oil heating in the house And it's beautiful too But the fire is so cozy. Hello Mina And Happy New Year to all the currents In Kells in County Mead There's a photo Look at that photo come in there Of a fire And a lovely little wife Is that a doggy? Or Kevin McKeever in Carlingford Your fire is lovely And there's more besides We'll be back to this on Late Lunch but we head to news and weather at two, and afterwards, we're joined by a very successful businesswoman from the northeast. She's so interesting. Anne Riley's with us soon. But taking us to news and weather, it's the wonderful Leslie Dowdle. A fire is a wonderful thing. Thank you for your comments texts and whatsapps messages to the show we do appreciate it and we read as many of them as we can here's a selection of some that's come to us i'll get back to more later on in the show shane from Chairman feckin's been on to say that he kicked the booze in october that's last october he's three months off at this stage and he says jerry i should have done it 30 years ago isn't that something else It really is. Angela's been on to say, it is fantastic to bring stories like Sue's to the airwaves, Jerry, She's so inspiring and encouraging. I did Sober October in 2021 and I'm offered now again from the first day of the new year good luck to you Angela with that uh, Maraid was on to say her brother Tom is a great man he's 80 years of age he's been a pioneer all of his life and he's the last man standing at parties Jerry, good on you Tom he's young at heart that man isn't he Joe Cregan congratulations to you in Longwood 54 years a pioneer Geraldine's been in touch to say well done and congratulations Rose Rose Healy that boy a pioneer all her life and just loving life is well lovely to hear from you rose and deirdre yes pioneer and loves the open fire as well deirdre thank you indeed for your message to the show this afternoon there's more there i'll come back to them a little bit later on don't forget the numbers 086 1800 658 is our whatsapp or text number if you want to call in the new number is 0419832000. Now, my next guest, I'm delighted to say hello to again, and we're doing so for a special reason. But I remember many moons ago when she joined me in this studio, and she told me that it all began in our garage with herself and one other person. And look at them today, they're top of the pops. Yes, I'm talking about Paycheck Plus based here in the Northeast, a most successful company and their CEO is Anne Riley and she joins me on Zoom today. Hello Anne. Hello
3: Jerry. Good afternoon to you.
2: Thanks very much for taking our call today on the show. Well first may I say congratulations on again being acknowledged with these huge uh, international awards.
3: Oh, it's fantastic Jerry and it's a tribute to the the wonderful team that we have here in Rada. They come from the wider region, but we're based on the general Road. And actually today I'm back working in that same garage that we spoke about several years ago. <laughs> but they've been a fantastic crew and represented us more, um, really well, not only in Ireland and in the UK, but on the global uh, scene as well where, where we're nominated for several awards this year as well so yeah they continue to go from strength to strength, a super group all together so mm. delighted and so
2: proud of them. I'm just looking at your stats and it's amazing, you handle roughly 500 million payroll payments and that's just in Ireland, 200,000 payslips every year and Anne here I have a crow to pick with you, you're only 99.99% accurate, what's going on?
3: Oh well, now we do have to check out another thing there. <laughs> not penny goes astray. Not always our fault, though, Jerry. You know, nine point nine nine percent accuracy and hundred percent on-time delivery every time. So that's yeah, it's it's fantastic. They're they're a great gang. Yeah, Absolutely great. they
2: they are indeed, and and that's a, That's a wonderful, wonderful, and wonderful numbers there. Just for our listeners who may not have heard you when you've been with me in the past, remind them what you actually do.
3: So what we do basically is we provide processing of payroll for different employers, whether they're small employers with just one employee or bigger employers with several thousand employees. So some of them are paid weekly, fortnightly, monthly, whatever it may be. And what we do is we look at their tax situation and we advise them on, on the most tax efficient way of paying their employees and looking after their benefits their pensions, their reliefs, and so on. So we take their, their gross hours, I suppose, the hours that they've worked or the salaries that they earn and we convert that into payslips for them and deliver that on a, an online platform for them called Paycheck Plus Engage, which is something new that we introduced last year. So that means that the employees of our can actually access their payslips 24 hours, 7 days a week, and they can come back to us with queries and questions and look for advice on how to... Um, ensure that they bring home the most pay possible and uh, be very savvy with their tax breaks. Yeah, And there's some of those little ideas to talk to you about today, Jerry. Yeah, ab- the-
2: absolutely. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. you take that payroll function of a business, no matter what size it is, and you look after all that, as you say, for them. Okay, let's talk about a, a few of the ins and outs, uh, you know, of of the world today and what's going on. Um, you know well about this working from home benefit that has uh, come in w- with the last budget as well. What advice have you about that for listeners today who who you know who are so many as you said like yourself back working home?
3: Yeah, and this is something that's been around for a while but probably not needed as much. So if an employee is working from home, they may incur additional expenses in terms of broadband, heating, electricity and so on. And an employer can actually make a tax free payment of three euros 20 per working day to cover those costs to the employees. But if employees are not, if employers are not doing that, then employees can submit their expenses to the revenue and get a tax relief of 30% of the cost of their electricity, their broadband and their heating for those days that they're working from home. So definitely not one to be missed, like several others that shouldn't be missed. Um, If I might mention, there's one called flat rate expenses, Jerry, And depending on a person's job, they can be entitled to different tax credit so it's worth taking a look so for example if you're a shop worker you work in the retail industry you can claim an additional 121 euros a year a carpenter gets 220 a teacher 518 there's so many of them like hospital workers up to 353 hotel workers up to 191 so definitely worth having a look at revenue they're not people to be avoided anymore we used to be frightened of revenue But now it's well worth having a look and see what you can claim there from them. Um, Another thing thing at this time of the year people often think of, especially now with with COVID so prominent around the place, is illness. And what they can claim for receipts that they have for doctors, prescriptions and, and so on, consultants, tests, whatever that might be. So if they gather up the receipts and submit them to revenue through their My Account, they can actually get tax relief on all those expenses. So people who may have relatives in nursing homes, um, they can claim any costs that are involved in paying for those as well in, in real time. So if they submit their expenses this week, they can get the tax relief on that next week in their pay when the, the companies like us will process their pay at that stage. And there are other special circumstances as well, maybe for people with diabetes or celiacs. So those people need have special dietary needs. And when they go to buy, say, gluten-free bread or cereal or whatever, it costs more than the normal um, foods that we might be buying for our diets. So, again, if they keep those receipts, and they can be from any supermarket, they don't necessarily have to be from a pharmacy or from a health food shop, Jerry. They can just get them in the supermarket, keep those receipts, and submit them to revenue. So there's a few things there that's really worth thinking about to, Mm. to be a little bit more financially savvy this year and make that one of your new resolutions.
2: You know, when you mention those as well, you know, I've heard about some of those, but certainly some of them are new to me today. And when you, it's funny, Anne, when you add up, you know, over a year, all those individual ones you spoke about there and all the receipts, if you don't claim it, you're a fool because there's money in your pocket.
3: It's sitting there and it would make a nice holiday later in the yes. year, wouldn't it, John? Something that we can all look forward
2: to, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Please, God, aren't we all looking forward to getting that break away? Now, a couple of things to focus on in particular. Um, the statutory sick pay scheme in, in 22, what's this about?
3: Well, this was supposed to be introduced in 2022. Unfortunately, it's one of the things that hasn't happened just yet, but is on the cards and coming down the line. So what's going to happen is that employers will be obliged to pay their employees, for up to three sick days in 2022. Now, this is going to increase every year up to 2025, where the employer will actually pay up to 10 days during. Now, it won't necessarily be a full day's pay, but it will be 70% of the employee's daily rate up to a maximum of 110 euros per day. So that's going to hit the employers hard, but will be welcomed by employees who mightn't qualify for any other sick pay. The only thing is that they have to be with their employer for at least six months and their absence must be certified. So it's not like a case that they can just decide that they're having a Blue Monday and can just stay under the duvet. They will need to get it certified from the doctor to get paid from their employer. But as we say, it hasn't happened just yet. It is on the cards and there is a draft legislation being reviewed at the moment. Another thing that hasn't happened this year that that is on the cards as well is the gender pay gap reporting jury. I don't know if you've heard about that. Yes,
2: yes. And I wanted you to talk about that. Tell us about this.
3: Yeah, it's not to be confused with equal pay, because now in this day and age, men and women should get equal pay for the same work. This is more about capturing the extent to which women are represented evenly in an organization. So for an example, if a majority of lower paid roles in an organization are filled by women and the higher paid roles are filled by men, there can be a gender pay gap. And now the the reporting is designed to highlight the differences and encourage organizations to take steps to close that gap. So companies will be legally obliged to publish gender pay gap information for their employees, and it's starting in 2022, we hope, for employers with more than 220, 250 employees on a phase basis, and eventually uh, any employer with over 50 employees will be obliged to report on this pay gap within three years. Yeah. So really the idea is to have companies think about That difference between the roles that women have and the roles that men have in their organisation, address those and see what they can do to balance that equation somewhat, Jerry.
2: Yes, same job, same pay, all the way it has to be. And just one other thing there uh, before we finish up. What about uh, the small uh, benefit exemption scheme? What's that about?
3: This is one of the great remaining schemes in Ireland, and it enables employers to gift employees a small benefit up to €500 in value, tax-free, every year. Now, the benefit can't be cash-dairy. It must be some kind of a gift, but it can be a voucher that will enable the employees to select their own gift. Um, We were very busy before Christmas at Paycheck Plus issuing um, Prepaid MasterCards, we we call them the perfect card because a lot of our clients use these cards to give their employees mm. a little gift for Christmas. And that way the employee can use it wherever they want to, wherever we'll take Mastercards. So whether that's online or in a shop, in a restaurant or, or even in a pet, petrol station. So whatever they want to do with that, that's for them. And it's probably one of the very few remaining tax free things that an employer can give to an employee.
2: Remaining. Oh yes, and uh, a nice one that is uh, as well. And and uh, to get a gift like that is always appreciated by staff members. Are, are you are you full up in terms of who you're looking after? Are you always open uh, to take on new clients and? <laughs>
3: We're always open to new <laughs> business, growing all the time, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're looking forward to a, a very good year in 2022. It's been tough over the past t- two years, of course, because there's a lot of extra work needs to be done with the EWSS and, and so on. But we've supported our clients through that. They've been really loyal to us and we have... I think about 20 new clients already starting with us in January. So a very busy year ahead of us and and many more to come. Please, God.
2: You're a great story and bringing it all back home. We'll end where we began in the garage all those years ago and uh, running the show from there. You're a wonderful lady, a fantastic entrepreneur and a guiding light for many others who will follow in your footsteps. Congratulations on the awards and the wonderful business you've created. If you're listening to us today and you want to dig out with the payroll, Paycheck Plus, check them out. Thank you, Anne, and we wish you and everybody in Paycheck all the best for the new year.
3: Thanks, Jerry.
2: You're very kind. Not Thank at all. You. Thank you for joining me on the show. Do appreciate it, is really great woman, Anne Riley. She is. And you know, it's one of those stories, you know, in the garage it began and she's a vastly experienced woman walk working across many, many aspects. Of business at a very high level, uh, she indeed, and she decided when she had her children. And uh, we covered this story before. She's four boys. She decided she had to look at another way uh, of working. And my God, look what has emerged! Inspiring, inspiring indeed. You are at late lunch on LMFM radio on the afternoon. We're hearing from pioneers, and that people love their open fires. And if anything else to say, Sure look at the shop is open here. Ed Sheeran and your late lunch and bad habits. Well, there's one family in the North East we know have no bad habits and they're the Keenans in Inneskeen and Mary is on the line to have a word with me. Hello, Mary. Hello, Kerry. How are you? No bad habits, Mary. Well,
5: not in the drinking lane anyway.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good on you. Yourself, husband, Pat and your two children, all pioneers. All pioneers, yeah. yeah. Now, tell me about this, and uh, I'm curious about it. You haven't a radio in the background there, have you?
5: Well, it's on, but I'm in the sitting room, but oh, I'll, turn it, a- I'll
2: turn it down now. Just, it down. <laughs> I just hear her coming back. We'll be talking to ourselves here in a minute. It'll be yeah. all we'll around the house. Now, Mary, there we have you. That's grand. So, I'm, I'm keen to find out about this. So, w- before or when you and Pat met, uh, pioneers from that day? Yeah,
5: we were pioneers when we made our confirmations.
2: Right, so like me, never... like me, you got the pin at confirmation.
5: Yeah, yeah. Now uh, I have. I don't wear it. Right. I, got it. I, have it. I have it. I have a gold pin. Have you? Yeah. Good. We
2: both have. Good on you. So when do you get the gold? After how many years?
5: After fifty years.
2: Wow. And how yeah. many years altogether? Is it, you're over fifty, obviously, at this stage. Both you after. Oh yeah, the, we're both, yeah,
5: we're both in your late seventies. There you
2: go. And never a drop past your lips.
5: No, and uh, my brother-in-law who's in his 80s. He's also a gold pioneer pin.
2: There not that fantastic achievement? And what about your children? Did they just follow in your footsteps? Did they do the confirmation thing as well? And
5: Yeah, so far they have. Now, that's not saying they'll continue with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I know, but I they,
5: know. Yeah, there's two take the odd one, maybe at Christmas and Easter and that, but yeah. and the other two don't.
2: Yes. There you go. So no. um and and when you reflect on your lifetime, like I was talking to Sue Masterson at the top of the show where she's off it now and, and going great guns, you never missed it or never felt left out or anything like that, no? Uh
5: no. Well I, I never when we were going to dances it was the, the cup of tea or the mineral at the in the dance halls like there was no there was no alcohol around at yes. that stage if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh but I'm the only one in my of my siblings. It doesn't take a drink. I
2: see. <coughs> the rest all take a drink. Yeah. And and, and do you keep drinking the house, you know, for Christmas oh, time and occasions? a
5: mini bar here. In, in, in <laughs> in.
2: <laughs> and you know the next thing I'm going to ask you, I always find that people who don't drink, if they're pouring out a drop of the crater, whiskey or something, they generally fill a tumbler. You, you know that type of way. They've no idea of measures.
5: Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, no, anyone that's here, they're telling me, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I know how this
2: works. I've I've seen this before. Of yeah. course, yeah. You know when you don't, but look, um, you n- they never took away from your life or anything like that. you they, 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 like Sue was saying. God, she's transformed. She's a younger woman by not drinking as well. Uh, lots of benefits. I I I, ne-
5: I never I never took it, so I don't know what it is. Yes course to go, course, to, to, go
2: course. to go without yes. i never had it so i didn't yeah and it never bothered me and we offered drink did anyone ever try to foist it on you oh you'd be said
5: asked in the earlier yes. years now so nobody yeah. would do it now now we could still like that man of 80 we could still go to the pub and my husband would be up and we were at a wedding in england one time 35 years ago and he was going around like a, a lunatic <laughs> One of the, the guests said, "Oh, you'll be on your look
2: before long." <laughs> and he hadn't a drop. Not a drop. No, but that was that was just the way it was. But you see, that's the misnomer. That's that's the lie that you need it to enjoy yourself or be It's not necessary.
5: Not necessary to to, no, to no. have it in you to enjoy yourself. No, you
2: enjoy yourself without n- it. No, no, not not at all. That really, that really is a, a fact. It's it's not necessary at all. Well, listen. Congratulations to yourself and Pat on the goals and the relations and all that you've achieved with it, and many more happy years without many the hoots. Thank you for joining me. Happy New Year to you, Mary. And Sure, Jerry, and many of awesome them people. God bless you. Take care of yourself. Bye bye, bye bye. Lovely people. What lovely people! Christopher Doggett's been on to say that he is a pioneer for sixty years. Michael uh, sent me a message to say he had a hangover in two thousand and seven from drinking brandy. He went for a walk and thought he would never get home alive. When he got home, he said he would never touch a drink again, and he hasn't. Since 2007. So, the answer, Michael says, to the drink story, Jerry is if you put your mind down to do something, you can do it. Give it up, says uh, Michael to me in that message there. Jerry, your dad and the fire lighting sounds just like me. I light the fire the way he does. Yeah, putting the the sheet of paper in front of the fire. Oh, I saw when it catches fire, I can still. (laughs) I can still see it. How we weren't born down, I don't know. But anyway, he had a skill there for sure. We're looking to help Doreen in Carrick this afternoon. She's been on to say, obviously, we're on the fire theme. uh, Fire and fire water and late lunch today. Uh, uh, She's a Parkway Fire Stove GT2. A Parkway Fire Stove GT2. And the chimney's broken. Oh, my God. The chimney's broken. There's an emergency with Doreen. Can anyone help her? Parkway, Fire Stove, GT2. Doreen, we have Doreen's number. She's appealing for help. She hasn't got off fire. Anybody listening there today can help us. 58 years, a pioneer. John Connolly, Happy New Year. Congratulations to you, John. God, there's something for, you know, everything, isn't there, on the internet? There really is. Say hello again this afternoon to Jackie Hannity. Thanks, Jackie, for getting in touch. Jerry, did you know on YouTube, listen to this, you can get a coal and log fire flaming away for 10 to 12 hours with subtle music playing too. The effect is special for people without an open fire, especially when you're reading or sipping a drop of the golden liquor. Yes, Happy New Year to you too, Jackie. Thanks for letting us know that. Now, we have a new A guest for you on Late Lunch this afternoon when I tell you that she is an Irish Medical Council registered doctor with 15 years or more clinical experience. She's a member of the Royal College of Surgeons of Ireland, a member of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine and a member of the British Society of Lifestyle Medicine too. She's better known as MDoc and if you look up MDoc, Health Lifestyle Medicine, you will find Dr Kate McCann who's with me on the show. Hello Kate. Hi, Jerry. Thanks so much for joining us on Late Lunch this afternoon. Delighted to have you with us. Tell us a bit about yourself. Now, I erroneously said earlier on you're a GP. You're not a GP. Tell us a bit about you. No. Who you are? Yeah.
7: Well, I've been in hospital medicine for the last um, the last fifteen years, yeah. and um, and uh, about three years ago, which is, um, I started a social media project um kind of just bringing some some fact to the the on world online world of of you know of health rumors you know we're full of urban myths about our health and um and um over the pandemic um i've decided that you know maybe to just take this into private practice so um i'm going to take lifestyle medicine uh you know into into private clinical practice at the moment but i think i'm Mostly because of the work I'm doing on social media, um, promoting health, promoting lifestyle medicine and uh, doing some fact-checking of the urban myths to go around about our health and, and our wellness.
2: So this is a, a certainly a, a new type of approach in my book. When you mention lifestyle medicine, can I ask you this to begin? You've heard the mm-hmm. saying, the old saying, you are what you eat and everything else yeah. besides that you take into your body and the exercises you do with your body. Can we, yep. by eating better, exercising better, sleeping better, having a better mindset, avoid ever visiting, or visiting much, too much GPs or medical people to help us with drugs?
7: That's exactly the foundation and pillars of lifestyle medicine. Okay. So all doctors, to a basic degree, practice lifestyle medicine. You know, despite the urban myth, doctors don't like to hand out pills. We don't like to, to you know, we're not looking for business. And, you know, but the reality is, is that, um, you know, between the access to healthcare, the time that patients and doctors get to spend each other, sometimes, um, you know, those lifestyle changes, you know, don't get done and, you know, we end up on the tablets. And sometimes they're always going to be necessary, you Mm. know, Um, but we definitely Mm -hmm. can take a lot of steps, a lot of steps to eat better, exercise better, sleep better, um, you know, take care of our mental health. It's huge. And we can reduce our need for uh, for um, for treatments and, and medications and mm. visits to the GP and visits to the hospital definitely can take
2: control of our health it's well that is we that is a win win for everybody isn't it it's a win win for the individual mm-hmm. and it's a big win for the health service as well and we don't have to talk about the pressure they're under uh, normally but at this time on un- unprecedented so look at you, yeah. you want to talk a little bit about succeeding in your new year resolutions and we're talking about health resolutions yeah. here so talk to me a bit about that what can we resolve as a resolutionist you know to do give us a few pointers here to, to to listeners today
7: basically what I, I wanted to talk about was, was succeeding at it because you know people wake up on the first of january and they they feel they even feel pressured like you know it's on social medias and their family they feel pressured like okay it's the new year i'm gonna i gotta take on being healthier and they make big broad sweeping um health goals like might mm. and they, they might be as broad as i'm gonna eat healthier you know um, and there's a few things that that, that I, I always like to tell patients that if we are going to make a big change. First of all, are you ready? You know, there's a lot going on in people's lives. I mean, the first January came around, but maybe it's not the time for you. So, you know, if you look in the mirror and honestly say, this isn't the time, and I think I need to push this down the road a few weeks, that might be a better choice for you than trying something huge right now that you're not ready to take on. The other thing is to make it small. You know, like a lot of, start with something small, start with something measurable, you know, um you know if you're if you want to make healthy diet changes maybe start with reducing the red meat maybe start with switching to whole grain uh breads and pastas start small and measurable you're more likely to build on small and achievable successes than making a huge sweeping um uh you know decision to you know go vegan overnight um Mm. and and then talk to your your household Mm. your supports. If if people are on board to make changes with you or at least support your changes you're way more likely to to succeed.
2: I I, I like you. I like you a lot already because I have to say that, you know, that is a very, even what you said there from the beginning the 1st of January is but a number on the calendar and you're right, if you're not Mm -hmm. ready, why put the pressure on yourself to do that? And incremental change better than the huge sweep which people go off And you know, I don't have to tell you Kate, it generally ends in disappointment and failure.
7: This is the problem. If you, if you don't set yourself up for success, you you kind of get into this this the spiral of well I tried it once and I failed at it and you mm. know it didn't work for me. And the reality is is that it is that you know you can you need to set yourself up for success because you know we're all winners. You know, just, yeah. it's just the game you're playing. You you gotta you gotta set the rules up so that you can win the game. Yes.
2: Yeah. So look, make the small changes. You know, we all I said it yesterday here, sure. I went a bit mad at Christmas. I ate like mad. Mind you the trousers are still buttoning and I, I haven't to move the, the buckle on the belt, which I'm happy with as well. I generally don't put it on, thank God. But you know, that's understandable, yeah. isn't it, that people blow out a bit at yeah. the Christmas and New Year. Yeah.
7: No, I mean there's no bad foods and there's no nothing wrong with the treat. I mean um the, you know this isn't you know lifestyle medicine's um isn't an ideology it's it, you know so if you want to treat you, you want there's no bad foods per se with a few exceptions the it's it's all about moderation mm. you know if we ate like christmas every day we now now we'd be in trouble but yes. you know it's okay to indulge and then we can just reel it on back and, and get back on track
2: great advice now what's this walk with a doc program you're talking about
7: uh so I'm I'm really excited. It's been it's taken me ages to to um to uh, to, to try and bring this on board. And in the the original goal was to bring in this program, it's an international program. It was started by a US physician. Um there's chapters all over the world, including the UK. Um I'd like to bring this to Ireland and it's a community walk, usually done once a month. Um and it's led by uh, by a doctor. And it starts off with a three to five minute presentation on uh kind of lifestyle topic and then a community walk um it's free to participate um i originally had it kind of lined up to to try on the 15th of january i i'm I'm wondering if i want to push that back a little bit just because of of the kind of current surgery and an outdoor gathering of people probably isn't the best idea um yeah definitely watch the space and I'm, try, uh, I'm going to try and get that going by the end of the month, depending on uh, the COVID numbers.
2: Remember, the first of January is only a date. So is the fifteenth of January. Exactly. <laughs> you can you exactly. can see that it's a movable feast, uh, as they say, uh, Kate. Um, the other thing uh, you, you uh, mentioned a moment ago there, and there's a lot uh, going on about it at the moment, the directive from the EU regarding red meat to reduce it. Yeah. and uh, You know, I, I know you've been commenting on this in the last 24 hours as well. Now, look, you're in Ireland. We uh, love our agriculture. It's very important to the economy yeah. and we produce the best beef in the world and we've got to understand that as well. Are you saying yeah. in, in moderation again, is that a fair point?
7: Is to pull way back, um, you know, small amounts of red meat probably aren't a problem. But, you know, if you know, but huge amounts of it as a basis for a, for a diet absolutely is associated with higher rates of cancer, higher rates of heart disease, and a few other things. Um, quite a few international organizations over the last several years have linked red meat directly to cancer. Um, and we've been kind of slow here to adopt that and you know and it's not it's not you know pointing fingers and saying like you know you know all the cattle's got to go but you know this this is something that we we need to look at as far as individual consumption um mm. of what we're we're mm-hmm. actually eating and, and limiting that amount for our own health um i take and, it know, i, and ta- again, the, uh, I yeah. take
2: it the, just to add on that sorry for cutting across you the process yeah. you know uh uh processed meats and that as well you know whether you know what i'm talking about as well they, they, they come yeah so the,
7: yeah so smoked meats uh meats high in nitrates and processed meats um as a whole you know um you know doctors aren't fond of processed foods anyway mm. a lot of highly processed foods a lot of the nutrient value has gone out of them a lot of additives have gone into them often quite high in salt sugar a lot of things we don't need so as a whole we're always looking for basically whole foods less processing And so even if we're coming to meat, uh, a plant-based diet, you're always going to be healthier on a plant-based diet. That doesn't necessarily mean vegan, but it does mean that the vast majority (laughs) of food that you're taking in is is plant-based.
2: Just something maybe you weren't expecting me to talk to you about today, but you you you've mentioned it too with with the numbers and your walk possibly being delayed. But in, in mm. this pandemic, now we're heading into the towards the second anniversary of it, and uh, Omicron is the variant yeah. of concern at the minute. What do you say mm-hmm. to people today? What's the best way? You know, no, we know all the regulations. Wash the hands, wear the mask, yeah. keep the distance, yeah. don't yeah. socialise, all this type yeah. of stuff as well. Is yeah. there anything else you'd like to say today to people that can help them, you know, to stay in the best of health or try in some way to avoid contracting it?
7: So, I mean, it's to stick to the best possible public health guidelines that are out there on the HSE website. We're sick of them. But, you know, sticking to them is, is probably the best way to, to Keep yourself healthy, um, and then also just you know, being like I always say, it's about health, and I say it about COVID. But you say it, it applies to all health and wellness. Is check your sources when you're getting health and in, health information, whether it's about the pandemic, whether it's about your diet. Check your sources. Make sure you're getting your information and your and your advice from a really reputable source.
2: Mm, because it is. The enemy of mankind, not just in the medical field, but across the board. Well, you know, this World Wide Web that's developed into a monster, in my opinion. Anybody can go Mm. on and say anything without too much backup. And people are inclined, Kate... You know, to yeah. to take this hook, line, and sinker, it's it's not right. The source. How do you uh, uh, you know establish that the source is reputable?
7: Well, that's a, that's a, that that's about a whole hour's talk. But <laughs> um, you know, basically, when we're when we know that um we know the the international the international organizations that are that are out there at, at this point. So the WHO. Uh, the HSC, if you're looking for information from the United States, which has a huge amount more data due to their, just due to their numbers. um, The CDC has a lot of of information out there. If we're talking about um, pandemics, these are the organizations that we know and the stuff isn't very exciting. Um, And, and, you know, the stuff from less reputable sources sometimes is more sensational or more exciting. And then flipping it over to talking about health and wellness, we're talking about diet. You're not going to do any better um, in Ireland than our own, um, Indy, that's the Irish uh, Nutrition and Dietetics Institute. So the Indy website is a fantastic, trusted resource. and You're always going to get good advice. We're talking about diet from, you know, a proper KORU and Indy registered dietitian. And any of their websites and social media sites would be really good sources or um, safefood.ie would also have really good reputable mm. nutritional and diet
2: device. So good suggestions there for a way to go for people. Look, I'll say goodbye to you today. We'll be talking again, I'm sure. I thank you for joining me on the show and wish you well with MDoc Health Lifestyle Medicine. Check it out, folks, and there'll be more information on The Big Walk led by Dr. Kate McCann uh, in due course. Thank you so much.
7: Thank you so much, Sherry.
2: Take Bye. care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Dr. Kate McCann there. Aloise, ah, I was just thinking about lighting the fires. We were talking about the fires and, and the pioneers today on the show. But here's one for you. Um, we, You know I fish a lot. We'd go fishing. Like, talk about lighting your fire in the house. But when we go fishing, we'd light a fire on the side of the lake. Do you know what I pan mean? To boil light. the kettle or put mm. the pan on. And, geez, if you're out a wet day, shut the struggle mm. it was when it was wet to light it. And then somebody had a bing, a eureka moment. Why don't we bring a firelighter? <laughs> <laughs> Louise, it was so obvious. Oh, geez, we were made. We were made <laughs> up when we thought of the firelighter. So no matter what. How many thing, years did you <laughs> it take? We're as thick as planks. It took us years and years to think of it. But anyway, the firelighter revolutionised. Then a thing came along called the Kelly Kettle. Very proud of that. Do you know what a Kelly kettle is? No. It's a kettle and it has hollow walls. You understand, there's an inner and outer wall with a chimney up the middle and you put the water into the kettle, it surrounds it and Mm. you just stick it on top of our light little fire in the base of it and it boils the water in no time. It doesn't take much to boil it. Right. And then, of course, we decided... (laughs) We oh, got real sophisticated. There, yeah, little gas rings. Then should they're the job? What do you need to be lighting a fire for? Just bring a little <laughs> cylinder and a gas thing, bump, and away you go, Asha. Oh, sure, when I laugh and think about it, oh. every time now I watch the Croods, I oh. of you <laughs> and you under the Advanced fire. From you the under stone the fire. Age. <laughs> <laughs> Blow. <laughs> Flowing the, <laughs> flow on the little red, red on did the stick. Never give up. Oh, sure. Yes, we did. <laughs> I have to say, we weren't. We never went to the scouts. You see, to rub the sticks <laughs> together. We certainly gave. <laughs> We gave up for sure. We did. We did. Ah, oh, memories, memories. You ever think of bringing a flask. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. Yeah, the flask was in <laughs> Oh, we had the flask. I would give it. Oh, come on, out of that. We had the. But y- y- the flask versus a fresh kettle of tea. Ah, oh, there's no comparison. Brewer up on the side of the lake and the grub as well. It is what life is all about. Anyway, just reminding you again. Soundtracks from uh, musical after the uh, news, weather and sport at three. And Niall Hatcher from Birdwatch Ireland is with us. One of our friends. Swallow still in Ireland at this time of the year they are there are some hanging about it's incredible it really is all to do with climate change anyway we're heading to news weather and sport at 3 ah that's the right one Louise it's the boss and certainly well most days on late lunch we're on fire it's the boss he's on fire I'm delighted to say happy birthday to Dunshockland's number one barman, Dotsie love the name. Enjoy the Rice Krispies, say your friend. (laughs) Look forward to when we can all celebrate from all your fans. There you are, Dotsie, in Dunshockland, the number one barman. God, Rice Krispies. I forgot to mention, Louise bought me a lovely Frosties bowl for Christmas with a Frosty spoon, and I'm having a job holding on to it, I have to say. It's been uh, in the hands of people who want to remove it from my possession, but they're not going to. I promise you. Jerry just remember this says Paula Louise is the boss on late lunch she knows you're almost an RT what that's a recycled teenager oh I love it I love it I take that any day I am, of course, a recycled teen- teenager and she, she's a job keeping me in, in, in tow. I know, I know, should the woman, God bless her. Anyway, let's move on to uh, the music from uh, soundtracks and my soundtracks from movies and musicals, a new series on Late Lunch this year. I've started with West Side Story. It's in the cinemas. People are loving the remake by Spielberg. But did you know it was originally, I say this again, a stage play? And the plan was, listen to this, to call the play East Side Story based on Mexican-Americans who lived in and around Olvera Street in Los Angeles. But Arthur Lawrence, who wrote the play, insisted it be centred around Puerto Ricans and Harlem, on the west side of New York City, Pew Dodged one there And yes, the theme, I say again Is closely aligned to Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet A.K.A. Tony and Maria In the musical and movies Ironically, it almost never saw the light of day Do you know this in the late 50s? Because it couldn't find a financial backer In fact, investors were put off By talk in the business That it was an impossible project And yes, gang violence Between the sharks and jets Was another reason. Really matter. Yet Bernstein and Sondheim somehow stuck with it and cobbled together money that brought it to fruition. It opened uh, on Broadway, was made into the movie, and prospered from then on all over the world. What a good job they made it happen. So today in Late Launch, reminding us of West Side Story, here's Maria, aka Natalie Wood.
0: What is going on with you,
3: Maria?
7: I feel pretty, oh so pretty I feel pretty and witty and gay And I pity any girl who's in me today
0: Oh,
2: lay as they say. Brilliant, yes, from... Uh My chosen uh, musical this week on Late Lunch, West Side Story and the late, great Natalie Wood there playing Maria. More about West Side tomorrow in words and song round about this time on your late lunch short break coming up and one of our regulars joins us Niall Hatch from Birdwatch Ireland swallows in Ireland still what are they up to stay with us on the show well I thought we waved goodbye to them in the company of Niall Hatch in the autumn of the year but not so it seems according to a story in today's uh, Irish independent and Niall is quoted extensively in it welcome back to the show Niall happy new year a uh, very
6: happy year to, to you and your listeners as well. Thank you. Niall, what's this all about? Well, it's about swallows, isn't it? It's um, it's about the fact that two swallows have been spotted down at Carn Beach in, in, in County Wexford, a very good, uh, productive birdwatching location at this time of the year, so a lot of birdwatchers are down there watching. And for the last few weeks, a pair of swallows has been seen around the area, and the photographs prove it beyond any doubt, they are a pair of swallows, uh, and um, they obviously haven't migrated, they haven't left Ireland. And we've also had records here in Birdwatch Ireland of um, some swallows been seen in different parts of County Cork, and indeed in County Clare as well, which is just... In the last couple of weeks so that is indeed very unusual and um, the, the the all of our swallows really just a, certainly the vast majority would be down in, in the, the southern part of africa at the moment that's where they spend our winter they get a second summer down there so swallows actually never experience winter at all generally so i'm sure that the, the, the current climate conditions are a bit of a shock especially the cold spell we've had overnight here now and these for these two swallows down in down in wexford and um, so yeah it's a very very unusual thing to see in, in the depth of winter, certainly.
2: Have they any chance? You mentioned the cold. It really dropped the thermometer last night. It's down again tonight. And you know, you've told us in the past, these tiny creatures rely on insect life, which is scarce that's
6: absolutely right yes the reason that swallows migrate is because their diet consists pretty much entirely of small flying insects like they hunt on the wings that's when they, where they catch their food so during the summer when there's, there's plenty of flies around the place although not as many as there used to be I should add so the swallows are, are the pinch with that too but certainly summer is when we would see most of our flying insects on the wing then when the autumn comes the temperatures drop those, um, uh, those flies start to disappear and that's a signal for, for, for insect eating birds like swallows to migrate and head to Africa you know, birds that don't have uh, rely on that kind of food, the ones that are, are wider diet, like robins and blackbirds, for example, that can eat fruit and, and, and worms and so on, they'll stay with us year-round. They won't bother migrating, uh, but the swallows have no choice but to do that. Uh, but it seems that what's, what's happened in some cases in the last few years, a small number of swallows have, have decided to not to migrate, or for some reason haven't migrated, and have been able to survive at least temporarily on insects, because it seems that the warm conditions we've had um, in, in recent winters uh, allowed there to be enough insects flying on the wing to at least support a few swallows, um, at least when the weather is good. So I know that when, when these swallows are being seen around Christmas time and, and, and run up to, to New Year, or New Year's Eve, you know, the temperature is around 14, 15 degrees, which is unseasonably warm, and there would have been some, some small flies on the wing at that stage. But then the risk is, then when, when, when the cold snap hits, all of a sudden those insects will disappear and those swallows may find it very hard to survive. It's difficult to know what would happen to them, or it would be difficult for us to track them, because um, if they don't find enough food they could just starve and nobody would ever yes. notice, they wouldn't see them, or they may head off on migration. We don't know they might head off to the continent or even North Africa but it's getting a bit late certainly for
2: that mm. Are these late clutch swallows or can you tell that you know certainly I can tell that they're juvenile swallows, so
6: they certainly were hatched out during, during 2021. I can't tell exactly when they would have been during that, during that stage, but they're certainly young swallows. I can tell that because they're short tails. Adult swallows have long um, tail streamers, these, these long uh, pin-like feathers at the, at the corner of the, uh, each side of the tail, uh, whereas the young birds don't have that. So these are young swallows. So whether they're a late brood that may be hatched out in, in October, um, it's, it's a possibility certainly, um, but even so the migratory instinct for those birds is a strong as it is for their parents, so the the instinct normally would be to to migrate. Um, so yeah, for some for some reason these birds have been left behind or have have somehow chosen or, or been unable to migrate. Um, so I certainly, I certainly hope that they can pull through.
2: And Noel I'm I'm just trying to, by extension here, say they did somehow happen to survive and come through and. I hope they do into a new year here and the weather picks up. I'm just thinking if they stayed here and then bred a clutch or were involved in breeding, would it, you know, you know what I'm getting at, you know, their yeah. propensity to migrate in that clutch of new newborns or maybe several clutches this year, would that be bred out of them?
6: It would depend. It would depend on whether this um, this lack of migration that's happened with these birds is due to a genetic factor. So we know that many birds, their their genes uh, control migration almost entirely. A cuckoo would be a perfect example of that because cuckoos of course, they never meet their real parents. They're raised by an unwitting foster family uh, and then they head off to Africa uh, without anyone ever showing them the route to take. Some instinct in them tells them where to go and, and how to behave and that must be entirely genetic because there's no other mechanism by which that could work. It may well be the same case for swallows and it could be a slight genetic mutation perhaps that's caused some of these swallows to not migrate if that becomes an advantage for those swallows and then they go on to reproduce and to have chicks of their own and that, that those mutant genes get passed on to the next generation that confers the same advantage on them then over time yes you could start to see more swallows spending the winter here however there's a big risk there as well because there's a strong likelihood that those birds will not survive and they won't lift to pass the gene on to the next generation so uh, evolution requires a lot of, of chance happenings to, 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 to occur uh, in order for, for, for traits be passed on to the next generation generation. We know that it's, it's, it has been happening in the last couple of decades with a bird called Blackcap. Blackcap is a bird which used to be just strictly a summer visitor to Ireland, but now you find them in Ireland year-round and it comes into, into increasing numbers of gardens in the winter. Small little sparrow-sized birds, kind of a beige colour with a uh, greyish beige with a black cap on top of the head, like a skull cap for the male and a red cap for the female. I'm sure some listeners will have them in their gardens at yep. the moment coming to the bird tables. Now it seems what happens is the Blackcaps that breed with us in Ireland um, they still migrate down to the Mediterranean Basin as they always have. The that we get here in the winter are a different population that come to us from Central Europe. And they used to migrate south for the winter. They'd had dental medical training as well from, from places like Poland and, and Germany. And it seems that genetically what happens is they, they have a gene that controls the direction they travel and a gene that controls the distance they travel when they're migrating. So it seems what's happening, what's happening is they're traveling the right distance but in the wrong direction. Instead of heading south, they're heading sort of northwest ish across to Britain and Ireland. And just so happens where the right distance for when they stop and they find food in gardens, they're actually thriving because of this so instead of of this being a a disaster for them it's been an advantage they're returning them back to central europe they're passing on those new genes to
2: the next generation and more and more birds are now following
6: this pattern so there is precedent for that happening with birds but whether whether or not it will happen with the swallows it's too early to say Mm,
2: would you believe i saw a pair of them only the other day i was out playing golf and i looked at them and i said is that black and and it was it certainly was it's amazing to see them is it is it down is this to do with this big Conundrum we face as humankind and the planet, global warming?
6: Uh, I, think, I think, yes, I think that's certainly at least a major factor in what's happening with, the, with these birds, because we are seeing changes in migratory patterns of other species. We're also seeing uh, birds that uh, never would have appeared in Ireland before now breeding here, birds like the, the little egret, the Mediterranean gull, in, in the last few decades they've spread into Ireland. They're birds that will be associated with warm weather. Uh, and the fact of it is that, you know, if you went back a few decades, we wouldn't get reports of swallows in Ireland in December or in January because they would be dead, because if any did stay behind, the weather would kill them for sure. That's no the case um, there are flies around the weather is mild enough generally that some of these birds can survive and we're definitely seeing in, in Iberia in Spain and Portugal uh, there's thousands of swallows now that aren't bothering to migrate any further and go across the Mediterranean into Africa they're staying year round in Iberia so that's, um, that's a real term for the books we're seeing the same thing happening with a bird called the white stork which we don't get here in Ireland except as a rare visitor but many people would know it from, from the margarine or from the, from, the, yes. from the pictures you see on TV um, and uh, it's a very large bird that nests in towns and villages around much of continental Europe Uh, And uh, many of those would be be migratory to Africa, but many of them are now staying behind in places like Germany and the Netherlands and Spain, not bothering to migrate. So that's um, that's a real turn up for the books, and that's happened in just the last few decades. So when you see changes in such drastic changes in in animal behavior over such a, a short space of time, it really does start alarm bells ringing that something is going out of whack. And it seems that in this case, climate is the main culprit there.
2: Niall, no, just uh, listeners, of course, always respond to just one that jumps out at me here. And, and I smile because we have a blackboard and he doesn't know night or day because of the street lighting, I think. But Mary wants to know, is it unusual to hear, is it unusual to hear Robin sing at one thirty in the morning? <laughs>
6: Well, robins are known for this. Um, so, At this time of year, it's, it's unusual to hear birds singing full stop uh, unless they're robins because robins sing throughout all 12 months of the year, whereas most other birds just sing in the spring and the summer. Now, you will get some birds like song thrushes uh, and wrens practicing their songs at this time of the year but a you know, bird singing consistently at this time of year is almost always a robin. Now, they would normally just sing during daylight hours, but what happens is the, the streetlights and, and the ambient lighting around them at night in well-lit areas, that triggers the same hormones and the chemicals in their brain that, that to tell them that the, that the sun's about to come over the horizon so it's time to start singing. Um, so they're known for this. They have no control over this. It's just when the light levels to at a certain level, it triggers these hormones that make them sing. And the reason it's the robins are doing it is because they keep a territory 12 months of the year. Um, so singing is a territorial thing. They're warning other robins to stay away from their patch. And um, this is obviously being triggered by, by the light. So it, yeah, it, do, it does tend to happen. We know that it does take a toll on these birds too. So studies have been done to show the robins that, um, that live in areas where there's are quite a lot of light pollution, as we'd call it, and lots of, you know, the streetlights and so on, they tend to have a shorter lifespan than robins that live in less, uh, you know, in darker areas. And because essentially they're burning themselves out, they're using up more energy and they're in this, this fight or flight response. There's a lot of adrenaline flowing in them as well. So, and yeah, it does take its toll on them, unfortunately.
2: And uh, another one in there saying about a blackboard. Yeah, we have a blackboard and it is a blackboard. I watched him yesterday, not so much at night, but very early in the morning. And by God, he was giving it gusto for some reason. I was standing looking at him and the train, he never even budged with the singing night.
6: Yes, and it is unusual to hear a blackbird singing in such full voice at, at this time of year. I, mean, I did hear myself one myself on New Year's Day, and the weather then was unseasonably warm. Obviously, we had yes. a cold spell in the last couple of days, but or especially last night, but um, when, when sometimes when the weather is warm like that and you have bright, clear days, you will get blackbirds starting to sing. Some of that is thought to be practice song, they're getting ready for the breeding season, but these are also resident birds, so if the, if the chance came that they could breed early if the weather conditions stayed warm, they would do that. We do sometimes get records of birds like robins nesting early in the year, Black birds as well and so sometimes we hear them perhaps even in, in late January even February or late January having having a brood of chicks. Now that's very unusual and it does it does occasionally happen in the last couple of years we have reports of this however they're taking a big risk because the coldest month of the year in Ireland is usually either February or March and so if they have their young chicks just out of the nest and all of a sudden a cold spell hits their survival chances are very very low. So the birds that wait until the normal period of the springtime, usually from April onwards they tend to have a much higher success rate. Um, but it's all about they're, they're, I suppose different strategies to try and cope with a changing environment so maybe that blackbird might nest soon it would be interesting to see it certainly it, when it's singing like that it'll be it's showing a precursor at least to breeding behaviour
2: Yeah I'd say there's plenty of activity alright with the males and females as usual Nile, fantastic just encourage listeners to join Birdwatch Ireland fantastic organisation wonderful of resource and you'll enjoy every moment of being a member as I am as well I keep going with the garden bird survey which I'm doing too Nile, we'll be back to you shortly it'll be nesting season and we We can take it up from there. Happy New Year to you. And to you. Thanks very much indeed. Not at all. Take care of yourself. Brilliant guy, Niall Hatch there from Birdwatch Ireland, bringing the curtain down on late lunch this Wednesday afternoon. Tomorrow on the show, we're drilling. We spoke to the doc today in a general sense about diet, but we're drilling down into the finer details of nutrition tomorrow with the brilliant Rachel Graham. Paula Butler's here as well. Thank God for her. She's the expert on decluttering. We've got to clear out at this stage and clear out doing it in a methodical way and with a plan and Paula will tell us more about that on the show tomorrow and more besides, of course. Take care of yourselves. Have a lovely Wednesday evening and uh, stay with us on LMFM Radio. Eddie Caffrey's here next with wonderful music on The Drive and more besides. We'll be back with your Thursday late lunch from 1.30. We'll see you then.
3: The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drodot and Dog Cabin. Order your new Dacia Duster or the all-new
1: Dacia Sendero and Stepway. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about...